Illinois trotted out the same formula that we saw work earlier this week against Northwestern. You go down big in the first half, and then you erase that deficit. Has to work. It worked once. It'd work again. Right, Brett? Dun, dun, dun. Except it doesn't. Except it doesn't. It turns out letting your opponent score a lot of points in the first half is really bad. I'm Andy Olson. He's Brett Behrens. Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Illinois falls to Ohio State 72-60. to The final score from Value City Arena in Columbus. I'm holding down the fort here, back in Champaign. Brett, out on the road, getting to see this game in person. There, boots on the ground in Columbus. Uh, Brett, you got to see this one from start to finish. And uh, Illinois looked like a team that has played four games in nine days. That's not an excuse, especially against a team like Ohio State, who uh, since they lost in Champaign earlier this season, has not won. Uh, Went the entire month, almost, I should say, we're not in March yet, almost the entire month of February without a win. Uh, And Illinois played low energy and, you know, they, they get what comes with that, which is a big fat L and not a good look uh, on their resume that they're trying to uh, make at this point of the season. Yeah, disheartening for Illini Nation in that sense because you saw it coming in, in one realm of possibilities. It's an 11 a.m. game, Central Time. You're coming off this exciting win for Illini fans on Thursday night, beating Northwestern, huge run, second half, bunch of momentum, March. You know, the push to March, and then it's like, oh, snap back to reality because Ilana didn't have it today. And it's just one of those things where this roller coaster ride of a season continues. What team is going to show up, not only for what day, but for what half? And once again, the Ilana just get curb stomped in the first half. And make a run in the second, get it down to one, but this time not able to take the lead. And and it was 53-52, and that was the pivotal moment. Ohio State still had something left in it, and it was able to snap this nine-game losing streak. 14 of 15. That's how many losses they had coming into this game, Andy, for Ohio State, and yet Illinois is the get-right opponent. After Illinois dominated this game, it really wasn't close. Points in the paint in that matchup back on Jan 21 favored the Illini big time, and it's a complete flip of script here. The Illinois shot a ton of threes, six for 29. They made five of 15 in the first half and then went one of 14 from beyond the arc in the second half. 20% for the game, six of 29. 21% if you want to round up. Take it as you will. Regardless, it's not good. And Brad said afterwards that he's going to have to start questioning how much they're shooting threes. And my, my response to that is, you're only figuring that out now? Yeah. Because I feel like this team, pretty much all season, outside of a couple of moments, a Terrence Shannon Jr. heater in Vegas against UCLA, there's been a couple of other games where they have made some threes, but you just got to look at it and go this is not a good three-point shooting team and yet they continue to shoot threes at a historic rate pretty astonishing stuff almost half of their shots they took in this game were from three 29 total 
only making six of them. They had 61 shots total in the game. We're not going to single out individual players for the reason why Illinois loses this game, but let's talk about Terrence Shannon Jr. a little bit, Brett. Uh, Bad first half from him. He finishes before the break, just one of six, and that one came at the very end of the half, started this one 0 for 5, and then only ends the game with 10 points, 3 of 12 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. He had the same kind of game against Northwestern, that slow first half, and then he turned it on what we call UCLA Terrence because he just had a crazy game against the Bruins out in Vegas. Um, It came out looking like maybe he might have one of those halves again when he had back-to-back and won six total points to get Illinois in a little bit of a run coming out of the locker room, but uh, three for 12 day isn't going to do wonders for the Illini from their best player. No, and he was foul happy today. Ended up fouling out of the game with just a couple of minutes left, and just did not look that checked in Terrence that we saw in the second half against Northwestern. Look, I don't know if he's trying to work himself back into playing shape. He only missed a week. It's not like he was gone for an extended period of time. But you know, like you mentioned, that first half against the Wildcats kind of looked like that once again. This team just can't get off the bus and figure out what they're doing, and. I will say against Indiana last Saturday, they did come out and play well. It's not like it's just been a theme where, okay, this team doesn't play well in the first half. You just make of it what it is and you, and you move on. There have been some stretches in that, but the second straight game where the first half troubles really catch up with them. And this team has been cardiac all season long in terms <laughs> of getting down in games. Even in the UCLA game, they were down big at halftime, but able to find a way to come back and, uh, it's just troubling. And, and I asked Brad after the game, and I already knew the answer to this, but you got to ask anyway sometimes. And, you know, has he has a, ever had a team quite like this? And he said no, which that's the part I knew. How he figures that out, I don't know, because there's only two weeks left of your guaranteed season. One more week of the regular season with two games remaining. And then your Big Ten tournament, this team's going to be in the NCAA tournament. But some people... On Twitter, I've seen today that, oh, they're going to miss the tournament. Look, they're, they're not going to no, miss the tournament. No, they they're, won't. They're, they're in the big dance. It's all about seeding at this point. Uh, but how he gets his team to be consistent, I don't know if he knows. Obviously, if he would have known, he would have fixed it by now. This is just who they are. They're just an inconsistent team. I think they're an average Big Ten team. I think they've shown flashes because of the talent of what they can be. And yet that's equally as frustrating for fans when you just don't know what team is showing up, like we mentioned, even half to half sometimes. And that's just who this team is going to be remembered by. Yeah, and to talk about another individual performance, uh, Dane Danger had a really uh, just MIA, missing an action game, only plays eight minutes, 0 for 2, one rebound, zero points in this one. Uh Brett, you were there. Uh, Clearly, he was missing, but you figure he would have had a a really good game with Ohio State missing Zed Key down low. Uh, What did you see there? What what was his emotion? His uh, the way he was acting? Like what was up with that? Because it just seemed like, from what we've seen from Dane so far this season, this kind of performance seems like such an outlier. Yeah, he just looked like he was kind of checked out. Tried to get going early, um, fumbled the ball a couple of times, just didn't seem comfortable. 
looked like a freshman out there at times. And we've detailed that in the past on this podcast that he, you know, he essentially is, you know, he's playing his first full season. There's ups and downs in that. But now this is the second straight game that Dane has not played well. I thought Jaden bounced back a little bit from his performance after not scoring against Northwestern. And he had more of his stroke back with 10 points from him. Uh, hit a three there to get it to within 53-52 at one. Uh, and that was the chance, right? So give credit to Jaden for that, to step up and make that shot. But for Dane, I mean, he didn't play. You have to look at the second half number there, Andy. But like after that first stretch uh, where Underwood went to tie, first guy off the bench again, Dane was checked out from that point on. I mean, he just looked disinterested in that sense. And, uh, you know, caught when I looked over him several times, just kind of staring off on the bench. And, uh, you know, would get up and clap for his teammates. And, and you know, I'm not saying he's a bad teammate. It's just like you can tell when a guy is not there. Mm-hmm. And, and he just looked like he was not in the arena today uh, on, on multiple levels. So they've got to have Dane, though. Like for this team to play at its – max potential Dane has to be able to play well and and I thought he would have had a great game I I thought he could have used his size and athleticism uh, in a a big way today and and just unable to do that and uh, and that loss for the Illini you know when you try and get something going in the post outscored big time in the paint today yeah danger by the way only played 86 seconds in the second half one minute 26 seconds that's not usually what we expect out of him. The paint points, 46 for Ohio State, only 28 for Illinois. So even without Keith, the Buckeyes just going into the paint and getting whatever they wanted, it seemed like, in this one. Shooting 61. Well, and the tough part, Andy, ahead, too, Brad. to cut you off a little bit, sorry. When Ty Rogers is giving you so much effort on the glass and Dane is not, I mean, that's why he didn't play. Yeah. Ty, Ty's the first one off the bench. Does Underwood make some move to the starting lineup? I, I don't know. That's really tricky, especially at this point in the season when, you know, if you relegate Dane to the bench now, is he able to mentally bounce back from that? You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's been in the starting lineup all season. How does that work? I, I don't know. But Ty's their best guy off the bench and, and one of the best five. And Underwood did say afterwards, like, he's, he's in search mode for his best five. And I don't know that he knows what that is right now. And with your next game in March, that's like the worst time to be figuring that out. <laughs> yeah, this five of Epps, Shannon, Danger, Hawkins, Meyer, it, it seemed like it took a while to get to this point, you know, when uh, promoting Epps and Danger into the starting lineup after this was not the, the five to start the season. It's almost grown kind of stale at this point, you feel like. Um, you know, Epps not shooting it well from three right now. Shannon having up and downs games. Matthew Meyer is probably the most consistent player in that starting lineup right now. And Coleman Hawkins has his days in which he had today, 14 points, which led the Illini. Uh, having to find that best five at this point in the year, like you said, the exact opposite of where you want to be as a team at this point. And with just two games remaining in the regular season, you mentioned February's put to bed. Uh, they had now get ready for Michigan and have a few days to get ready for this one. We mentioned it's been a lot of games in a row. Um, they, they have a little little distance, uh, some get-right time at the moment uh, before that game on Thursday before closing the season in West Lafayette against Purdue. Um, not the end of the season probably that Illinois would have wanted, 
Uh, you know, they got their their winnable games out of the way to this point. Uh, and, you know, when you have games when you're allowing Bruce Thornton to get 20 points for Bryce Sensabaugh, you know, a freshman to go in and get 14, 5 of 11 from the field. Uh, Sensabaugh and Thornton were the best players on the court, I felt like, Brett. Uh, especially Sensabaugh being a freshman. I know that this season hasn't gone the way that the Buckeyes have wanted, but he's just been a revelation for them and likely won't see a sophomore season, I, I would probably say, which, you know, Illinois can't, as good as the freshmen for Illinois have been, you know, they, they don't have a player like that. No, and Sensabaugh, definitely the most talented player on the court today. I mean, he showed that with his poster dunk. My goodness. I mean, that thing yeah. was wicked. But Thornton was the best player on the court today i mean he got whatever he wanted and he established that early and I, that was a big thing for illinois and, and what Derek piper and i talked about on the pregame show was just you can't let a team like this that's lost nine straight at 14 to 15 hang around and get some confidence at home you just can't and that's what they did and thornton played bully ball i mean he's a bigger guy you know like just kind of well built thicker uh and and i thought he really was able to just do literally whatever he wanted on the court. Once he got that confidence, uh, you know, he, he was really tough to handle, especially downhill. But Illinois finishes three and four in February. I don't think you feel great about that. I mean, for for what they had and, and the opportunity that was there. I mean, Andy, it was slim, but they still had a chance to clinch a share of the Big Ten title. They yeah. had to win out. They had to get a lot of help. Uh, but, you know, Coleman didn't have any answers for that. And he thought that was very disappointing for his team's effort. Uh, you know, when you're still playing for that much and knowing that Ohio State is playing for literally nothing, they already locked into the Wednesday game in a couple of weeks here, the Big Ten tournament. They're not going to the NCAA tournament. Illinois was seemingly everything to play for. Seed lines, the NCAA tournament, double by in the Big Ten tournament. And yet they were the team that just looked lifeless out there. Um, it's it's an enigma, man. I, I got I got little answers and, and neither does Brad Underwood. And, uh, I know the fan base wants those, but <laughs> everyone's scratching their head trying to say, what is this team and, and how do you make it right for 40 minutes? And that's what makes it hard for us to talk about because, you know, we're not even sure what to expect when we when we see Illinois trot out there every night. You don't know what version of the team that you're going to get, uh, which makes this kind of reset uh, a little bit hard to talk about for the Illini with, with two games left with so much to play for, you know, at a minimum, they have four games remaining two in the regular season, one in the big 10, one in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but I don't, I have any clue what the Illini will look like in those games and what their chances of, of winning those games are. Uh, so with the share of the big 10 title out the window now with the double buy most likely out the window now. I mean, technically, I think they still can, but would need some help. Northwestern to lose a lot of games. Uh, definitely need to win that game against Michigan and definitely Purdue. Um, so technically possible, but very unlikely at this point. Uh, I mean, Brett, like what what should the goal moving forward for, for this team be? Because um, like you said, so much to play for. And a lot of those things got lost today with the loss that they take from OSU. Yeah, I think you'd feel good just finishing one and one. If you beat Michigan and lose to Purdue, okay. You know, even the other way around, if you find a way to win in West Lafayette, I mean, good for you. That's, that's a great 
fantastic, you know, marquee win of the season. Uh, if you can somehow beat Michigan, and, and even if you lose to Purdue, I think you feel pretty good about picking up, what would that be, win number 20 of the season Yeah. Um, for the Illini. Are they going to do that? I don't know. I mean, Michigan needed a last-second Hunter Dickinson three to force overtime and beat Wisconsin at home today. Uh, I, I don't know that Michigan's a great team. I don't know that Illinois is a great team. I, I think they're just average Big Ten teams this year in a muddled mess in the middle of the conference. And, you know, a week from today when we figure out what the seedings are, uh, I mean, the possibilities for Illinois are most likely putting them on a Thursday five through eight line, right? And and what that could be, I have no idea. I just think this is what this is. This is what this team is. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just an average Big Ten team. And I understand why that's frustrating for fans when there's so much talent on the court. And when you've seen snippets of that, you want more of that. And yet that's not what they've been able to produce by and large this season. The bigger question for me out of all of this, Andy, is – no matter what happens in the Big Ten tournament, that's fine. Uh, it, that kind of is what it is in that sense. And yeah, maybe you'd like some more opportunities to, to pick up maybe a quad one win. It would be a quad one win. Like They're going to face a, a most likely a quad one opportunity in the Big Ten tournament. But are they playing themselves into that 8-9 line now? And, and for me, if, if it's all about that seeding, that's the troubling part is where you probably started the day as a seven. And I saw a uh, good friend, Brad Evans had Illinois as a seven. Like, I think they're probably going to drop to that eight line after today. And, and that just makes it so tough to get to that second weekend. I mean, you're an eight, nine playing a one. If, you, if you're able to win that first game, I, I just think fans feel a whole lot better about being on that 7-10 line and getting a two seed. Or if you could play way up to a six and see a three in that second round. But yeah. heck, the way this team is playing, I, I don't know if they're good enough to win one game in the NCAA tournament. It just, it, it's, it's a crazy roller coaster ride of the season. Yeah, and uh, while we have the moment, uh, let's shout out Illinois women's basketball as well, wrapping up their regular season today with a win. They get the sixth seed in the Big Ten tournament, most likely – I'm going to say all likelihood making the NCAA tournament. Uh, some Probably a, a, just like them, an 8-9 line as well. Uh, it's crazy to see what Shauna Green has done with that team. Uh, hard to believe that the regular season's already wrapped up. But, you know, getting that sixth seed in the, in the Big Ten tournament, not having to play on Wednesday, it hasn't happened in a while for Illinois women's basketball. Yeah, no doubt. I think they're definitely in. I think we're going to have both men's and women's teams at Illinois in the NCAA tournament for the first time, I believe, since 2003. It's been a been a minute, <laughs> as the kids say, Andy. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. Maybe not more than one game if you're on an 8-9 eight, eight, line for either squad. But, uh, you know, credit to Shauna. They've been a fun team to watch this year, and they're a team I think can make some noise in the Big Ten tournament. Why can't they go win a game or two up there and, a uh, little unfortunate it's in Minneapolis this year. I know if it would have been in India or Chicago, I think more fans probably would have made the trip to see her team in the Big Ten tournament. First time they have been good in a long time. But, you know, Big Ten's got to move that up to Minneapolis for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, definitely will be interesting to see what they're able to achieve. I mean, they've already shown that they are dangerous to any team beating Iowa at the State Farm Center earlier this season, which – by the way, Iowa with a crazy 
buzzer beater against Indiana earlier today uh, to end the regular season for them. Uh, March hey, is uh, here. Caitlin Clark is good at basketball, in case you're wondering. Yeah, very good. Uh, def- <laughs> definitely one to look out for in March. Cannot believe that we are already here as Illinois wraps up February with a 72-60 loss to Ohio State. Brett, your final thoughts as uh, we wrap this episode up and we turn the chapter to March now. Man, crazy. Let's do March. Uh, let's, let's see where it goes. It's a wild ride. No matter what happens with both Illinois programs, that's one of my favorite months just for the craziness. And it's already ensued. Arizona State winning on a three-quarter court shot last yeah. night over Arizona. Uh, we had several butter buzzer beaters yesterday. The Purdue-Indiana game was crazy. Like, I just I love the basketball that we're about to witness in the next two to three weeks. It's going to be a fun ride, and uh, we'll see where it takes us, Andy. Yeah, and it's going to be a busy month for us as well from the the Big Ten tournament to wherever these teams go in the NCAA tournament. Uh, We're going to log a lot of travel miles, I will say, Uh, and and just being able to cover it all and bring it to you. Uh, We appreciate you listening to the 3-in-1 podcast. Steel and I fall to Ohio State. We will do it again on Thursday following the Illini's senior day against Michigan. That is a 6 p.m. tip-off. For Brett, I'm Andy. Thanks so much for joining us on this one. If you want more coverage for for, for the Illini, you can go to youralaninanation.com. You can watch Brad Underwood's full post-game press conference as well as Brett's report from Columbus. Thanks so much for listening along, and we will catch you after the next one.